Hey there, folks. Well, Donald Trump's primary victory in New Hampshire set the stage for a rematch with President Biden at the end of the year. I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. Great to be with you wherever you are joining us from. Also on Ticker Today, major tech giants are teaming up to support President Biden's AI initiative. But first, this hour. And we begin today with Ticker Hot Shots and Veronica Dudo is in our New York studio for us, having just come off air from In America today. Now, Veronica, New Hampshire, known for its independence streak, has a track record of shaping political landscapes. And it could be the same this time around. Trump's resonance in the Granite State, as we talk about, harks back to the 2016 victory in the Republican primary as well, and also the recent surge in popularity could mean that he is very much likely to be the Republican nominee. It certainly seems that way. Um, we do know that former United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley, she definitely canvassed uh, the state and she really tried to set it apart. And she wanted to say that she was a candidate without chaos. And of course, she's referring to a lot of the past and also the current legal woes that former President Donald Trump is dealing with. But in a lot of voter analysis and listening to what voters had to say on the ground, uh, despite some uncertainty in the legal realm as to what exactly is going to happen to him with all of these legal cases, we we just continually have heard a lot of voters uh, say it from the exit polls that there are serious concerns. There are uh, a lot of issues that are important to them, and they feel that um, Donald Trump represents them and their voices. Now, of course, these were Republicans, so they were coming out just to select their candidate. What's curious is a lot of experts are saying that there's a very difficult path moving forward for Nikki Haley, and they are surprised that she's still in the race given that it is just costing an you know, astronomical amount of money moving forward to continue uh, with what's happening in Nevada next and then, of course, uh, South Carolina. Yeah, very much so. But Nikki Haley, it, she's a pretty good alternative to Donald Trump for, for many Republicans who might be concerned. And, and really, it wasn't a massive difference between the results. She still did pretty well. I mean, her team says they have a lot of money. They've got millions of dollars in, in spending for the next primaries in, in uh, Carolina as well. Yes, that's what they're saying. They are moving forward. Uh, they say that they have a plan. Of course, she was the governor in South Carolina, so she did want to take this race home, so to speak. Uh, you know, it, it's great to have strong support, but if it's not going to push you over the finish line, you know, in, in a situation like this, being second best isn't necessarily, um, you know, what is viable and what they are looking for. So how long will she stay in it? How long? will this um, be a, a two-person race moving forward? That certainly remains to be seen. Yeah, very much so. All right. Sources close to Tesla indicating, Veronica, that electric vehicle giant gearing up to introduce a new line of electric vehicles by mid-2025, uh, as in next year. We have been talking for quite some time about one of the biggest problems with these vehicles is that they're not cheap. And so when we think about that, um, what does it actually mean when we hear from Tesla now saying that a, a pretty reasonably priced Tesla will start to be manufactured next year? 
So Aaron, not only is it not cheap, but a lot of electric vehicle owners had somewhat of a rude awakening with some of the Arctic blasts that the United States has been dealing with. Of course, we're in winter where it's been too cold for their batteries to charge. So they have been spending hours at charging stations and they're getting barely any type of charge. So that has really sidelined them in terms of how are they going to work? How are they taking their children to school or picking them up from different events or, you know, catching a flight at the airport. So that has been something uh, that a lot of owners have been quite shocked about. And, and that's really been a big story. But not only that, this also comes on a day where Tesla reported uh, lower earnings that they are projecting for Q4. And, and it's something that's 40% lower. And so they say they're looking to dial back in terms of production for 2024. So it's also curious hearing these reports that for the following year, uh, they are switching gears. They are looking to do this production. But the key difference is, as you know, you just mentioned, it would be uh, a lot more affordable for a lot of families. Yeah. And it would put Tesla right at the head of the pack because obviously they have found a way to make their processes at an affordable price, right? They've got manufacturing the gigaplants all over the world now. They continue to build them. And with that comes these, these practices and automation that means the price can come down. One thing working against them though has been the price of lithium, which is a huge aspect here as well. Um, there have been questions about Tesla's build model strategy and, and the quality of it. We've also seen a lot of concerns too from China where they've actually had to recall a lot of the Tesla vehicles. Just because they start doesn't mean it's a sure thing, right? Absolutely. That's something else that has to be factored into all of this. And so it is very interesting to see you know, what will be the appetite of consumers. I think you are very much right there. All right, Veronica Dudo, of course, host of In America Today. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Microsoft, NVIDIA, and other major companies have pledged support for President Joe Biden's National Artificial Intelligence Research Resource. The aim is to democratize access to AI research and provide US-based researchers with access to AI models, computing power, data sets, software, and training. Large tech corporations continue to collaborate with the government on AI matters due to the lack of explicit regulations. Before the introduction of the AI executive order, the Biden administration obtained voluntary non-binding commitments from companies such as Meta, Google, and OpenAI to ensure the safe development of AI systems into the future. Right, let's talk about money now and the developments we're seeing in the market sector. For more, we're joined by Jess Amir from Moomoo. Jess, great to see you as always. Um, some pretty big numbers coming out at the moment from the stock market and uh, talking about the earnings impact on the stock market for the rest of the year. I mean, Microsoft, $3 trillion market cap. Thank you to AI and Sam Altman for that one, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we're expecting a really good set of numbers when they do report next week. And of course, it's it's going to be one set of results that the world will be watching because of outpaced uh, Apple as the largest company. But if we just focus on that AI aspect, I think that's one of the key pillars of growth for the future. We know that they've actually monetized that and they've, they're leading by example. So we're probably going to see other companies want to play catch up there. Uh, but they do have that first mover advantage, of course, with rolling out uh, ChatGPT. Um, on top of that, they are integrating AI across their suite of products and they're also monetizing 
um, a B2B sales for selling um, AI, I guess, and integrating that into big business. So that is something that is going to be closely watched. Yeah, very much so. And, and talk to us about some of the other major companies that you're watching as well uh, that are pivotal in shaping the upcoming market trends too. Well, if we just take a big picture view, uh, what's really key is that this year, 2024, is probably going to be a really stellar one for stocks. Uh, it's highly probable, um, firstly, on the back of uh, earnings. So earnings year on year, they're expected to rebound last year, year on year, earnings actually declined in the US, but also here in Australia as well. Uh, secondly, we've got the Fed cutting. Uh, that is good for stocks. There's an 80% chance of the first cut in May. And uh, the third thing is um, it's an election year. So in election years, uh, stocks traditionally rally. They're rallied 80% of the time. But if we just go back to the earnings, uh, so far, if you look at the biggest 30 stocks, um, that are in the, the blue chip index called the Dow Jones. We've heard from 10 of those, Aaron, already, and 10 of those companies so far have produced better than expected results, mostly, uh, excluding Tesla that reported um, after the market closed. Uh, we did hear from Apple, uh, rather, uh, we did hear from IBM. They've also reported better than expected numbers, as well as Netflix. So uh, they've actually returned to pre-pandemic levels, um, and they're seeing their largest amount of subscribers as well, which is really pleasing. And they're actually now making money um, and have really turned around their business model, um, cracked down on that uh, password sharing <laughs> as well. I got to say, I was really surprised yeah. that that worked because um, I didn't sign up to Netflix. Like I had it, I remember using a VPN when you couldn't get it in Australia years and years ago. And then when it came over, I couldn't actually set up an Australian account because I had an American one. So I was paying US dollars rates for an Australian uh, Netflix account. So I cancelled it uh, and then just kind of uh, piggybacked off my partners, but then it won't work on my TV anymore. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I wondered whether or not it would actually work. Yeah, exactly. But um, talk to us about the other e economic indicators that make you think that um, we're, we're in for a big year because there's been so much doom and gloom when we talk about the markets over the past few few months. And particularly when we talk about earnings, it has been really soft out there, right? Well, yeah, earnings are all in all uh, last year. If we look at the year-on-year -year picture, earnings were soft. You're bang on the money. Uh, but this year is, is expected to be a real a real game changer. And that is because we've got inflation coming down. Uh, second of all, because inflation is lower, uh, that is supporting the US dollar or pressuring down the US dollar. And we know big tech companies, they make a lot of their money as well, of course, they're selling in US dollars and no one is really benefiting when the US dollar is higher, when they're selling, say, an Apple Watch um, at a higher price mm. in, say, Germany, uh, you're, you're basically paying for, for the conversion. Uh, basically, what I'm trying to say is the, the factors are in for uh, for rising earnings. Of course, the Federal Reserve cutting as well. Uh, that'll also boost up company earnings as well. And talk uh, to so us about the election. Yeah. What about the election? Because what does that cycle historically do? We think about when President Trump won back in 2016. The, the stock market went gangbusters, right? It was absolutely massive. And many thought that under Biden, it would go southways, but actually last year turned, about, turned out to prove a lot of experts wrong and it turned out to be a pretty good year for the markets overall. Um, but what does an election year do to all this? It's funny, isn't it? Because I think President Biden actually claimed uh, last year's rally uh, because of his presidency, but it wasn't the case at all. It was because uh, inflation was starting to come down and the Fed was going to uh, cut interest rates and they basically tabled that for this year. Uh, but 
Absolutely. In the fourth quarter, or rather in the fourth term of uh, a president in the hot seat in the White House, it has been a good year for stocks. So stocks actually have risen 80% of the time in the fourth year of a presidency. And that's not only because uh, we do have a lot of uh, stimulus talk coming up uh, from the presidential uh, candidates, and that is also supportive of equities. We're probably going to see more infrastructure stimulus, probably something in terms of uh, um, AI as well, maybe, as well as um, cybersecurity and defence. So this is why we see stocks rally as well. Um, so that is something to consider. I guess if you are looking for a catalyst to invest, um, we know that there's a four-factor out there that is, is supportive yeah. of equities this year. But, yeah. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Jess Amir cutting down poor old President Biden's hopes of claiming uh, that the market is all for him. Uh, Jess from Moomoo, appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Have a good one. You too. More ticker right after this.